It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The fourth quarter is everything, unless it's nothing. Or if you're like me, you believe the first quarter is just as important as the fourth quarter. Steve Clifford believed that too. Uh, and so pretty much everything's made up and the points don't matter. Let's talk about some lockdown magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed a Locked On Magic. Today is November 17th, 2021. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about the Orlando Magic's fourth quarters, why there's this weird statistical anomaly and what it might actually mean or doesn't mean. Because who the hell knows? We'll talk about the Orlando Magic in the fourth quarter coming up here today. Plus, we'll talk about why process is more important than results at this point, the little things that you have to watch for in these games. Uh, plus, we'll preview tonight's game against the New York Knicks. We'll do a lot more of that later on in the day as well. Uh before we get going, though, I do want to thank you all for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Whether you watch us live on YouTube, listen to us at lunch, listen to us as your first listen every day, whenever you listen to us, we do appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. We're available on all platforms as well as streaming on YouTube. Special, special, special thing today, today, November 17th, this, this Wednesday, um, we will be doing a live pregame show. At 7 o'clock, leading into the Magic's game against the New York Knicks tonight. So definitely tune in. This will be YouTube exclusive. So subscribe to the YouTube channel to find out when we go live. It'll be at about 7 o'clock. I'll probably put the stream up a little bit earlier. But we will start at 7. I will also be streaming it on Spotify Greenroom so we can get your voices in the show as well. Um, and so we'll do a live pregame show. I'll talk a little bit about the Andrew Bailey uh, player rankings. Oh, that'll, that'll, that'll get us into the game as well. Be sure to tune in then, and thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every single day. Today's episode is also brought to you by Calm. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm and get a 40% discount off a premium subscription. Go to calm.com slash LockedOnNBA. The Orlando Magic are a good fourth quarter team. That's that's at least what the numbers say. That's at least what the numbers say. And, and honestly, anecdotally, you can say that too. The Magic were went on an 11-0 run to make their game against the Toronto Raptors a game. The Magic had a strong fourth quarter in that first showing against New York Knicks. Their first win against the Knicks was all fourth quarter. 22 points from Terrence Ross in the fourth quarter. Um, their win against the Minnesota Timberwolves, a 42-point fourth quarter. The shoot, the win, the loss to the Wizards on Saturday, a good fourth quarter. The, the loss to the Detroit Pistons. A good fourth quarter. The Magic are a good fourth quarter team, right? Like, like, like the 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 evidence mounts up that they're a good fourth quarter team that they close games really, really, really well. And the numbers actually do support this. 
Uh, according to the NBA.com's advanced stats metrics, um, the Orlando Magic are the seventh best fourth quarter team in the entire league uh, with a plus 6.8 net rating, 115.6 points per 100 possessions, 108.8 points allowed per 100 possessions. That That's encouraging, right? Like, like that that's a good thing, right? Well, not really, or, or kind of. Um, there, there's definitely plenty of evidence that the Magic play well in fourth quarters, that the Magic do good things late in games. I mean, even the Atlanta game, there's some nice moments uh, in, in the fourth quarter there, although that was one of their worst fourth quarters in a while. They've slipped from fifth to eighth in, in that net rating. It is worth noting that the two teams directly ahead of the Magic in fourth quarter net rating are the 4-10 and 10 San Antonio Spurs and the 3-10 and 10 Detroit Pistons, the Magic sitting at 3-11. and 11. You know, fair to, although, let's be completely fair, the Spurs, Pistons, and Magic are the only three teams that are way below 500 to play that well in the fourth quarter, and they're all in the top 10. So, this is both a, something that is potentially meaningful because we've seen it come through in big moments. Again, all three of the Magic's wins this year were big fourth quarter performances. Again, the 22 points from Terrence Ross at New York, the 42 points in the fourth quarter against the Timberwolves, the big fourth quarter, and the clutch performances that the Magic had in the fourth quarter against the Utah Jazz. There, there's something meaningful there. The Magic do step up when the chips are down. They've had really one major clutch time failure. And that was the loss to Charlotte, and 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 they all knew that was turnovers, and that was that was kind of their big, their big failure on that part. Otherwise, you know, give the Magic a chance at winning. Keep, keep give get, keep them in the game long enough, and they're gonna compete. They're gonna make it hard for you to beat them. They're gonna give themselves a chance to win. But therein lies the problem. Therein lies the big issue. The Magic aren't in any of these games. The Magic aren't competitive in any of these games. The Magic don't have a shot to win any of these games. According to NBA.com's tracking of clutch minutes, and so clutch minutes are defined as any time that the game is within five points in the final five minutes of the game. The Orlando Magic have played the fewest clutch minutes of any team in the league. Through 14 games, the Magic have played only seven minutes of clutch basketball. They're two and two in those games. So, you know, that's that's encouraging. You know, the loss would be the probably the loss of the Hornets uh, and the loss to the Raptors, obviously, because the Magic had, had the ball in their hands and the chance to win that game. Um, the two wins, would I would believe, would be the Utah win and probably the New York win. I don't think it's the Minnesota win. The Magic kind of blew the doors open. But you can see... There's a lot of push and pull. There's a lot. There's a lot of things going on here, um, but the Magic aren't playing very many clutch games now. There are. There's one team that's played fewer clutch games. The Houston Rockets has only played three clutch games, but just nine minutes in those three games. Magic are at seven minutes in four games. What this tells you is okay, and and those clutch minutes, Magic actually shoot the ball very very well. They've they've won games. What this tells you though is that. The Magic are getting beat up a lot. They're getting blown out. They're not even given the chance to see if this fourth quarter uh, stuff, if this fourth quarter strong play is anything. This is a classic David Steele, is this anything? The Magic are se- sixth or seventh in the league in, uh, in fourth quarter net rating, but 
the games are already decided by the time they get to the fourth quarter. Those game, those minutes are eventually meaningless. Now, granted, some of that, some of that strong net rating is certainly because other teams have taken their starters out because the game is so far out of re- out of reach, or, or there's a good enough portion of the game where the game's out of reach that the starters aren't playing the full fourth quarter. Their rotation isn't playing the full fourth quarter. That's certainly part of this equation, and so I don't think the Magic are as good as those numbers indicate. But I, I still do think there is something there. The one thing that we do say about this team, and the one thing that this does say about this team, is that they do fight to the final bus whistle. The Magic haven't been in a lot of close games. I think it's like three or four games decided by fewer than 10 points. That does include their win. That does include their win. So even, it, I think they beat Minnesota by like 12, by 10 or 12. That's not included in that. Um, the Magic have not played a lot of competitive close games this year. That's that's honestly one of the biggest concerns about this group. I want to see competitive close games. I don't care if the Magic lose them all. They need to be in these games. Um, but despite all that, they are fighting to the fourth quarter. And, and I think this fourth quarter net rating is a sign of that. That this team, despite being down, despite you know maybe not having a team that can get you through the 48 minutes, they play to that 48th minute. Um, the only games where I think they really didn't do that were the first Knicks game where, you know, again, they they had some good moments in the second half, but they really let go of the rope. The Brooklyn game, they certainly let go of the rope a little bit. Um, those ga- those two games specifically, the team did not really compete. But we've seen throughout the course of the season two that the Magic just, you know, despite their effort, despite their, their energy, do go through these long, long droughts. The nine-minute scoring drought against the Wizards on Saturday essentially ended the game. The Magic going through a little little down period in the third quarter against the Hawks essentially ended the game. They couldn't get themselves back in. And so the biggest, the bigger challenge is really about getting to the fourth quarter. You know me. If you've listened to this pod, you know that I don't believe the fourth quarter is any more special than any of the other quarters. I'm not a big, you know, clutch time stuff does not matter until the playoffs when the margin for error between wins and losses is really, really small. Being able to execute late in games does matter when the clock is when the pre- clock pressure is on, but you got to bring the same attention to detail throughout the whole 48 minutes. The good teams do their work early. Again, I, I always say this. I, I haven't said it yet this year. It's the first time I'm saying this year. Good teams don't win close games. They avoid them. The Magic right now are avoiding close games because they're not good enough to be in them. Um, the Magic have to get to that level. We want to see competitive games. We want to see... We want, we want this team to experience the pressure of a competitive fourth quarter. We want them to experience that regularly. That stuff's important, and that's the next step that this team has to get to. They have to get to that step where they're competing in fourth quarters, where they are uh, feeling that winning pressure, and right now they just aren't. That's the disappointment of the season so far, to be honest, um, because the, the games don't matter. I, I can write my recaps, essentially, after three quarters, that sucks. I hate doing that. As much as it helps me get to bed early and helps me uh, hit any deadlines that I set for myself, that sucks. Right now, the Magic have to figure out how to play a 48-minute game. Um, that's, again, I, I've, I've said this on Twitter a few times. I've said this uh, uh, some other places. The difference between the college game and the NBA game are those eight minutes, and those eight minutes decide everything. I'm a big, believe, I, I'm a big believer in keeping that 48-minute sacrosanct. Um, I know the international game plays 40. I'm a big believer in 48 minutes. Those eight minutes differentiate men from boys. Uh, and right now, this Magic team, they play about 40, maybe 41, 42 minutes. And those six minutes that they can't hit, they get blown out. They get beat up. They get tossed aside. They get beaten down. And that's why these fourth quarters don't matter. 
But I would bet, I would venture to guess that if the Magic do play some close fourth quarters, they're going to surprise some people. They just got to get there. We'll talk a little bit about uh, process over results coming up here in just a moment and why perfect can't be the enemy of good. We'll get to some of your questions as well coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at Calm. Do you want to know what makes LeBron James sleep? That's right. No, that, do you want to know what makes LeBron James King James? I read the copy wrong. Sue me. Um, sleep. Sleep is what makes LeBron James King James. That's right. Sleep is his superpower. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, is teamed up with LeBron James to help you activate the power of sleep. Mental fitness is as important as personal fitness. That's why I've started recording in the mornings now at like 9 30, 10 o'clock in the morning. Cause I, I, I didn't want to be up until two 33 o'clock anymore recording these podcasts. So much as I love getting them to you, I had to take care of myself. I had to get some sleep and trust me. I think my shows have been better. I think my writing has been better. I think I've been feeling more energy. Sleep has been completely worth it for me. And calm helps you train your, your mind and your, your mind, just like any other muscle in your body. You don't have to be a world champion to learn how to train. Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, reduce your stress, and perform at your best just like King James. For LeBron, sleep is a critical part of his mental fitness routine. We know how much he likes to spend on improving his body, how much he has spent on there. So if you head to calm.com slash LockedOnNBA, for a limited time, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium subscription. With Calm, you have access to the nature scenes LeBron loves, like rain on leaves, and so much more like sleep stories and meditation, so you can be ready for any challenge that life throws your way. Again, for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm and get a 40% discount on a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash locked on NBA. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on NBA. That's calm.com slash locked on NBA. Today's podcast also brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Look, I love Thanksgiving as much as the next person. We're talking about health. We're talking about being mentally fit, physically fit. It's a tough thing to do around Thanksgiving. There's just so much food. But, you know, you got to be around family, and it's good to celebrate getting through another year once again. But those desserts can be heavy, very, very heavy, extremely heavy. And while they are delicious, they're not good for your diet. Sorry. I'm just going to say it. Replace that dessert with a built Bar, a chocolate bar that you can feel good about. One slice of pie is upwards of 300 calories, and that's honestly on the low end. Most built Bars are only 130 calories with only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. So replace that coconut cream pie with a coconut built Bar. They're low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, high-protein, covered in 100% real chocolate, so you still get that chocolate savory flavor. Built is a great option for when you're hungry, and if Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a built Bar or two. They have new surprises all month long, limited-time flavors arriving at built.com regularly, so check the site often. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday as well, so mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of fun surprises. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at Built.com. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every single day, whether 
We are your first listen of the day when you wake up. You listen to us right when we come into your inbox. Um, whether you're watching us live on the YouTube show, we, we truly appreciate that. Uh, whether we're your workout listen, your lunchtime listen, you're on your way home from work listen, your pregame listen, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day. If you're not already subscribed, we're free and available on all podcasting platforms, plus streaming on YouTube. Remember, tonight at 7 p.m., we'll be doing a live YouTube pregame show ahead of tonight's game against the Ma- against the New York Knicks, between the Magic and the Knicks. We'll talk a whole bunch of things. I'll be taking your questions, just like I'm about to do now. Kitty Kirby says in the chat here, what is the ideal role for Ross? Sometimes he takes four-shot attempts, sometimes 20. What makes his field goal attempts fluctuate so much? Um, so, Kitty, um, Kitty Kuboy, sorry, I, I mispronounced your name earlier. Um, the Terrence Ross mystery is a big, th- is a big, big deal. Um, I think there's been a lot of fans frustrated with Terrence Ross. Um, and I think, honestly, the big reason is that this isn't a team really well-suited for what Ross does. Um, I, I've been telling people, you know, the weaknesses we've seen in Terrence Ross's game this year um, are weaknesses that were always always there. Um, the Magic covered them up really well because they had veteran players who could pick up the slack, who could who could uh, change things up with them. But um, I really don't think that this is a team well suited for Ross. And so, yes, all everyone who's like the Magic need to trade Ross. I do think it's going to happen. I think it'll happen at the deadline. I don't. Th- I, so I think we just have to wait till February to see see what happens. Um, Ross has admitted that he's still trying to find his place and where to get his shots in this offense, but. I'll say this. Uh, I think one of Terrence Ross's biggest struggles this year is that he's playing with bad screeners. Um, the reason why I think his shot attempts fluctuate so much is, A, he's trying to figure out how aggressive he needs to be. Um, I, I think he understands his role. Uh, I think he understands his role as the uh, as the shooter and the gunner a little bit. Um, and, and he's trying to understand his role as a veteran a little bit better when to assert himself or when to just kind of let to hang back and let the kids kind of play around. Um, I think that's difficult for him. And, I, you know, obviously I don't think it's a role he ultimately wants to sit in for too long. Um, but I think we're seeing better balance. I do think Ross over the last two, three, maybe four games has really started to kind of find his center, really kind of started to find that that sweet spot. And I think that he is shooting, he's shooting the ball a little bit better. Um, I think he's finding his spots a lot better. Um, that I think a lot of his early season struggles were predicated on on a uh, uh, predicated on on his uh, ability to come off screens. Um, Ken Burch ain't setting screens for him anymore. Um, frankly, like say what you want about some of the guards the Magic have had. DJ Augustine put a crisp pass, like something I watch a lot, especially early in the season, and I noticed this last season too. Crisp passes are really important. Your coaches say this all all the time. On time, on target with passes. On time, on target. Watch how the Magic o- offense moves. When it stalls, it tends to start stalling because there's a bad pass. And and what I mean by bad pass is not necessarily a rush pass or hurried pass, but a pass that is not on time and on target. A pass where the player has to adjust when he catches the ball rather than catch the ball and go. If you have to, if you have to like catch the ball, fumble a little bit to make sure you have possession, that's that's enough time for the defense to get back to you, and it knocks the rhythm of the playoff. Um, it was a huge problem last year, early on in the season, especially. I didn't think their passing was particularly good last year. This year, I think we're definitely seeing a little bit of that. And again, Terrence Ross teams have Terrence Ross very high on their scouting report. So they're trying to knock down his shots. They're trying to keep his three-point shots down. They know that if he gets hot, he he can, he can beat you by himself. Um, and so I think they're doing a good job top-locking him, make, keeping him from the three-point line. And I think that, I think he, you know, again, Mobama's not a great screener. He's okay. 
Um, I think the Magic's lack of good screeners and lack of good passers, it's hurting Ross. Ross isn't someone that can create by himself. Uh, Mary Ortiz asks, uh, who would you want taking the last shot to win the game, Cole or Jalen? Um, eventually, we'd like it to be Jalen. Right now, it's Cole. Um, Cole Anthony, uh, he's got the clutch bona fides. Um, he has established himself as a strong clutch player. Uh, the Utah game was just more confirmation that that dude will make big shots. Um, uh, you know, I literally said after the Utah game, give Cole a chance and he's going to take a mile. Like that, that kid has confidence. He wants the big moments. He's fearless. It's exactly what you want in a lead guard, to be to be frank. Um, you know, I think Cole has the right attitude and mindset. It's it's just now about the skill level and the ability to do it every single night, which again, he's he had a bad week last week. If Monday is any indication, he's he's set to kind of bounce back a little bit um this week. So I do think that Cole's gonna gonna pick things back up and and, and play the way that we know he plays. And yeah, you know, I think especially as a young player, Cole is is still understanding the kind of intensity that he has to bring every single night, every single night in order to be effective, in order to, to be the player that this Magic team needs. So um, I, I, I would say Cole Anthony, again, uh, I still think about the game against Cleveland last year. Cole Anthony put that game, put that game on his back. Um, like the, the Memphis stuff was great. That Cleveland game to me was when I really believed like, oh, this Cole Anthony kid gets it. This Cole Anthony kid knows what he's doing, and he's – He's not really afraid of the moment. So I, I, I still think Cole Anthony um, is the option. Kind of on that point too, Kitty Kuboy back in here says, you mentioned Cole in a 2020 redraft might be top seven, wondering who are the top six ahead of him. I was actually having this conversation with some uh, other members of the media um, back on Wednesday uh, before the Nets game. We were talking about who would you draft ahead of Cole Anthony. Um, we all pretty much agreed that Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball and probably James Wiseman go ahead of him. Uh, I think we were pretty sure Tyrese Halliburton would too still. Um, but, you know, at that point, yeah, Cole Anthony is probably going, what's what, five, six, set, five, six, seven, somewhere in that range. I'd have to go back and look at the list of all the rookies. Um, but Cole Anthony right now looks like a, a steal at 15, like a really good pick at 15 um, to add to this team. Um, thanks, everyone, for the questions. Again, remember, we'll be doing a live show uh, to, tonight at 7 p.m., to pregame the Magic's game against the New York Knicks. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to we're gonna do some ad reads here, and then we'll talk a little bit about why process is more important than results here as we continue on with the Magic season. But first, quick word from our pals at Bet Online. Bet Online is back and better than ever. The new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season, so head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, ba- NHL, boxing, almost said baseball, that, that's still in the copy for some reason, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
this has been a phrase I've been using a lot lately. And I know I just talked a little bit about the Magic's inability to get to the fourth quarter and their inability to, to be in meaningful games. Um, and, and, I, and I do think that that's really, really important. I think it's super important the Magic play meaningful fourth quarter minutes. Um, and again, my I, I, I know there's some fans out there that feel this way, um, that, that don't trust all the numbers because of this. And, and I, I'm with you there. There are numbers I do trust. There are numbers I don't trust. The fourth quarter numbers, I, I don't completely trust because so much of it is meaningless basketball. The Magic have to do a better job getting to the fourth quarter. But I think it's also important to note that, that in a season like this, with all with everything the Magic have, have going on and, and with all the development the Magic are trying to accomplish, that you have to look at many moments too. Um, you know, that the, the, this phrase process over results is, is, is a cliche in, in the industry at this point. Um, process over results is, I think, I, I, the first place that I heard it from is from the Greg Popovich camp, um, where it's do things the right way. And you might have momentary failures here and there, but if you do things the right way over time, consistently, the results will take care of themselves. Yeah, you might have a game where you lose, but if you do things the right way, eight out of ten times, you'll 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 get the result. You'll get the desired results. Again, it's it's a played out, but it's an important concept that if you you trust what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish, um, and it's the right thing, um, and you execute it more often than not, you will find success. Um, and it's a very difficult concept because it's so abstract and. It doesn't come with a carrot. Um, it, it 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 takes a while for for you to see the results and to see um, to see everything kind of build. And, and we're at such a beginning stage of this process that the end result is kind of difficult to see. And you know, I've said throughout the course of the season that I think the Magic's goals this year is to just have a, a shadow, a glimmer of what they're going to be. We don't need to see the final product. None of this is a final product, as some people pointed out to me most of the players on this team aren't going to be part of this final product. And, and that's, that's a fair assessment, honestly, but it's about understanding what this team wants to be and starting to become that. And that starts with the daily grind of practice. Another phrase that I will probably throw out another phrase that I think is really important in a lot of places in our lives right now um, is good is perfect. Can't be the enemy of good. And, and that to me, is one of the most important concepts that 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 we can really focus on and, and and keep in our minds as we watch this team. Perfect can't be um it's really really important. um by this I mean there is an ideal team out there. Um there's there's a perfect way that the magic need to play. Um and, and we're obviously striving to get to that. But you can't hold that team or you can't hold this team to that standard quite yet. Or you can't say say that this team needs to be that team immediately. Like you can't compare the Magic to the Brooklyn Nets. You can't compare the Magic to these contending teams. I've, I've kind of gotten to people to say, I want the Magic to have the same season the Wolves had, the Timberwolves had last year. That's, you know, Timberwolves weren't a great team last year. I mean, the Warriors got their pick. It was the seventh pick or, or whatever it was. Um, they were not that great of a team last year. But they also accomplished a lot. Um, Anthony Edwards had a slow start to the year. They finished the year really strong. What's important right now is to build good moments. Again, that process over results. Build good moments. Win against Utah, good moment. Win against New York, good moment. Build good moments. Highlight those good moments. You know, you don't celebrate them. You're not winning a championship here, but 
highlight the good moments and say, how do we replicate that? How do we get that to happen again? What do we have to think? What, what does our mindset have to be to do that again? And then go out and do that again. And do that again enough times. And again, this is process over results. It builds enough that you start winning basketball games, that you start performing better, that you start having the confidence that you need to be a better team. That's where the Magic are at right now. There's a perfect team out there. And yes, we should analyze and think about how the Magic can be better uh, and how the Magic can avoid losses because losses are bad. I want to repeat that. Losses are bad. You want to win more than you lose. Um, and these games, they, they still have to mean something. But you can also take a lot of good out of it too. And good moments, good stretches, good individual performances can't take, we can't discard those. We can't take those for granted. Nicole Anthony right now, you know, the he had a great game against Atlanta. I, I loved his game against Atlanta. 29 points, 11 assists, moved the ball real well. 11 for 19 shooting. The only thing he, I had a problem with was he, he, because the team was down, he was trying to force things. The Magic almost have to play as if the score doesn't matter. They have to play possession by possession. Have a good possession. Have a good enough, have enough good possessions. You're gonna win. You're gonna win games. That's that's the truth of it. And we can't let necessarily the score distract us from the good things that are happening, because this season is about development. It's not about the record. Now, again, you want to take a you want to take a macro look at some point and say, okay, what direction is this thing heading in? But in the grind, in the midst of it, on the micro level, it's about putting together good moments. And building on those, even if the results aren't quite perfect yet. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore and of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. I'll be posting in a little bit, in a little while. Took a break to, to, to do, record this. Noticing a little bit on Gary Harris hitting rock bottom. Um, we'll talk about that on a future episode of Lockdown Magic, most likely. Don't forget also to check out our live YouTube show. If you're not already subscribed to our YouTube channel, we did surpass 200 subscribers. Thank you all for subscribing to Lockdown Magic. I'm hoping that we can get to 300 by Christmas. That would be a great Christmas gift. Um, but we will be doing a live YouTube show pre-gaming the Orlando Magic's game against the New York Knicks. So be sure to tune in there. Also be uh, starting up a Spotify green room as well so that um, you can interact with the show live there as well. We'll be talking a little bit more about some player rankings uh, and where the Magic stand as we get ready for the Magic's game against the Knicks tonight. That show will air at 7 o'clock tonight uh, as we preview Magic Knicks. Um, we'll have a complete recap of the Magic Knicks game coming up on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Magic. Until then, though, be sure to check out the Locked On Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic, Jalen, Locked On Magic, this has been Joel Frostbike. See you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.